Monday Night Lights podcast is back. Brian Piercy here with Andrew Hedis. Uh, TJ Otto is running a little bit late. Sounds like he's got some parroting responsibilities. How you doing, Andrew Hedis? I'm um, doing pretty solid. Another uh, fantastic eve here at the the well and lots to talk about today, it looks like, on the Sketty. Yep. As always, you can give us a call on the Whoop line, 714-75-WHOOP. Email the show podcast at mnlhl.com. Follow and subscribe to us on Twitch. We're at 99 followers. Let's get to triple digits, baby. Also, if you have Amazon Prime, that means you have Twitch Prime free sub every month you can use for us. Um, I guess let's get down to it. Last podcast, we talked about it. Uh, game one of the finals was already done. Game two and three already are, took place, and the season is now over. So um, when we left, the North Stars were up one nothing. But game two, uh, I don't know how much we actually want to get details into games. People have already heard. They know the news for the most part. But uh, the Seals... Close game, 2-1 victory to go into uh, how Game 2 finished out. Yeah, uh, the Seals uh, kind of put their uh, offensive minds in their, uh, th- to work there. They got two goals uh, through the uh, first and early second um, and kind of led the, ent- excuse me, kind of led the entire game um, late into the uh, third when the uh, North Stars got a goal, um, or late in, the, late in the second, excuse me, the North Stars got a goal to kind of respond back. And uh, we're able just to just eke out the the two to one victory. Um, I, I know that Fister scored one. Um, Shawnee had the first one. That was a nice kind of rebound goal on one side of the crease on Officer Aaron. Um, and then uh, I think the biggest uh, for me, my star league that game uh, was Rattler. Which I mean, we can go into we'll go into a little bit of that in game three on uh, who was there, who was missing, and whatnot. Um, but Rattler played monstrous. He was probably the biggest bounce back story between game one and two. Uh, he was able to shut down that North Star second line and really force them to make some tough decisions going into uh, into Game Three with uh, their lineup. And unfortunately, in that game, uh, Geo he got hurt, so I think it's his wrist technically that was hurt, uh, broken. He's been, you know, he's been to the doctor, he's been to the specialist. I haven't heard the uh, the news on that, but I had to pay attention to a a lot of that. I missed a lot of that second game as I was helping him out. I had to take him to the emergency room, but that's not a fun injury to have. No, yeah, it was it was really unfortunate to see out there on the ice. It was a uh, kind of a bang bang play that uh, that was a two on one, and and Matt Lapoutre kind of got up and tried to get some space after they were both fighting for the puck, and Geo f- kind of went wrist first into the uh, into the boards there, uh, and it, it it just looked ugly. I mean, you could tell. I mean, he was kind of holding his wrist, and no one really kind of knew what was going on at first. And then as soon as he went and grabbed his wrist, all of us that were outside on the rink and watching me, um, I think Seminelli was there for the second game, and Charles was. Uh, we all kind of like cringed a little bit. And uh, eventually was able to get off the ice and thank thank the heavens that uh, that Ben was there to apply his uh, EMT expertise 
The guy's a mad lad with the ability to turn Kleenex boxes and like use cigar like the wrappers or you you name it. Here, oh here, Ben, use a here's a piece of cardboard and it turns it into like the world's greatest splint. I don't know how he does it, but uh yeah, without him, uh I think uh we'd be a little bit uh struggling there for some more EMT help for our injuries since we seem to have so many. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad I wasn't responsible for that as uh, I was a certified lifeguard, but at the same time that was a while ago. I'm not good under that kind of pressure. Don't make me do that. I was glad Ben was there for sure. Uh, good thing about uh, game two for the Seals, it was nice to see uh, Dylan make a strong outing back. He kind of had, uh, you know, first goal, he let up five uh, five goals, comes back with one goal, kind of got them back into the series as well. So that was really see that, nice to see that strong play. Yeah, it was a good bounce back game for him as well. He's probably, uh, I want to say, my second star or third star. Then I can remember when we put it in Slack, but I, I know he's one of the stars of the night. I had a, I had an all-seal slate there for the roster. I felt they really kind of carried the play there in that second game. So, um, Yeah, real quick, I'd like to thank uh, Jay Drager as, uh, for his 10th month of a subscription as well. We really appreciate that for the league. Uh, going into game three then, uh, unfortunately, this was not much of a game. The North Stars won the game um, seven to two spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, like we said, Gio was out. So Skillman, he subbed in for, um, Gio. And then I believe on the other side, Rattler was out. He, you know, congratulations. He just had his first child. Mm -hmm. Uh, the curse Dave P subbed in for the seals. First of all, before we talk about the game, what was whoop thinking here? Um, honestly, I'm kind of, on, I'm not against whoop on this sub. So going into that spot, if you have a couple choices of type and types of players you can choose from that round on down, um, and you're trying to fill that like speed for speed uh, kind of cardio guy, guy that can forecheck, guy that can kind of move the puck a little bit. If you're looking at those players in that round, I mean, Skillman, for as good of a player Skillman is, he is not like you know Rattler. He is not Dave. He doesn't have those same kind of wheels. Granted, can he play that that similar position at center and just be like a you know, Godzilla out there, terrorize the middle of the ice and use his reach to his ability, use his size and, 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 and had man the puck up to his wingers. Like, like we saw in game three for the, for the North stars to Troy. Um, can you do that? He did. He can, but, um, go, not knowing that Gio was going to get hurt in game two. Um, and the seals kind of asking Dave P like, Hey, can you sub like that? That's, it's kind of a, I want to say it's a mistake because it wasn't a mistake, but had they known that it was going to play out, game two was going to play out the way it did, and she was going to get injured, and the Norse was going to have to ask a sub, I think maybe Whoop uh, kind of, you know, strong arms and sees he can get Skillman in over Dave P and have Dave P slot in for the North Stars. So um, I, I, it, was, it was a tough decision to make on Whoop's, Whoop's part. But again, like I, was, like I mentioned earlier, it, he can't really plan for, for Geo's injury. And I don't think North Stars planned either. I mean, what happens if Skillman says no? They have to go to the fifth round to find somebody? Well, I, I guess the big thing here is, does this make you believe in the curse of Dave P even more? Yes. Uh, I mean, I think now it's sold that the Dave P curse is greater than the bin curse. Um, sorry, Dave P, but I mean, you've, you've, owned up, you've owned up to it too. So, I mean, you can take a ribbon pretty well. Um, but yeah, the Dave P curse is real and uh, it doesn't matter when and where Dave P plays, but the team he's on is not winning. So, And for just for those subs, um, I believe those two guys, they had four goals for the North Stars. Uh, Dave P had one on his own net and Skillman had a hat trick. So great production out of the subs for the North stars. Yeah. So it, it was kind of a wild game. So, uh, just to kind of break it out really, really quick, uh, Skillman ended up subbing for the North stars <clears throat> for the seals. It was Dave P. Seminelli was playing defense for the seals. Obviously he had to do the swap Rooney, 
um, when Leroy came back in, uh, his ankle was able to hold up. So um, Leroy slotted back in on D, and uh, and off they went. And as you just mentioned, Skillman had uh, a hat trick in that game, and Dave P actually put one in on his own net accidentally. Of course, it was off his shin guard to deflect it in. But um, you could argue that the single biggest factor of that game was that uh, was two two twofold. One, the North Stars made a lineup change, bringing in Skillman. Um, Troy, I mean, excuse me, Ty suggested a brilliant kind of move and uh, a little, little chessman, a little gamesmanship, a little chess piece move. Uh, something out of like a Scotty Bowman playbook where he uh, put Skillman, Troy, and himself on the second line and ran like an overpowered first line with uh, Pete, Suitsy, and uh, uh, Joe Ellis. And they ran that up against uh, Shawnee and, and Fister. So then uh, Dave P's line was going to have to, you know, score goals if they, you know, first the first lines neutralize, neutralize each other. It was kind of the auto brother, the flying auto brothers and, and Skillman up against uh, Dave P and, uh, and Neville and, uh, and to see if they could uh, battle out and see who get some goals there. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I don't know if I, if you think that was kind of a, a really shrewd and, and tactical move that like were paid out for them in the end. I mean, it seems like it did, but. I was more with Whoop a little bit disappointed where the Seals, you know, we're the top dogs of the league. We've been number one all year. And I know they had subs based on, you know, who was gone, but they kind of flipped their lineup upside down from where they were. They had Rubelin or no, they had LaPoudre in, mm -hmm. um, and Alan Z who was, a uh, you know, the back line, you know, a nice surprise all year playing defense. Now he gets moved up. Their lines were, you know, flipped upside down. And I just don't think they had that chemistry that they had most of the year. And I have to question, them adjusting those lines how they did were at least the beginning first game or two they should have kept them the same rolled with what got them there and they didn't they were playing defense they were back on their feet the whole way they kind of they did not have a confidence going into the finals in my opinion by making those changes that, that's fair um i'm, I'm of like I said, an opposite mind a little bit uh, as i kind of expressed a little bit earlier i felt like the north stars made a really great tactical move um and and if you looked at records and just like goals for and goal differential going into going to the finals. The North Stars were by clear, like by a long shot, were the best team in the league after the Thanksgiving break. It, it was the North Stars had the best goal differential. North Stars had the most points per game played. I don't think they lost a game. They got, uh, what? They lost one fake scrimmage game against the Seals or something like that. They won like, I think they won out, they won like eight games out. So like it, or seven games out. So the, uh, the ability to, to, to make that big trade and, and get Pete, I felt kind of, uh, and Joe Ellis kind of uh, solidified their team almost as like a top dog, just as much as the Seals. So for the Seals to react as much as they did, like you said, and uh, throw Allen Z back on defense might have been a mistake, but I definitely think they did need to change up their uh, their second line a little bit and how they operated. Because I don't think a defensive pairing of of uh, Whoop and Whoop and Mechanic and uh, Leroy and Allen Z were going to hold back that 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 North Stars uh, firepower. It's so hard to say. Uh, watching those games, especially the first one or two, uh, things did seem slow. Nobody had their legs. Uh, you know, we've all been kind of stuck in the house, you know, not the same teams that we had a couple months ago. So I'm sure that was a factor as well. You know, some people like whoop, he looked great. Uh, other people, actually, I don't know if I saw anybody who looked bad, but like I said, no one's been playing hockey for the last couple of months. So it's just a whole new game. Yeah, I'm not gonna call. I don't want to call too many names here. I felt Shawnee probably could have played a little bit better that series. Um, I know he got a goal in the second game, but I was expecting Shawnee to do some Shawnee things, and I think uh, I was also expecting uh, um, 
was also expecting uh, who's uh, it was Marvin and Sa- no, it's Marvin Sikorsky and Rubo. Oh no, Ruben Sikorsky. That's what I was looking for. Rubo looked a little. Uh, he looked good out there, but not normal Rubo. He looked like he had some rust on his skates. I know there's a couple goals that even bounced off him because he would tie somebody up and he wouldn't be facing the puck. So you could tell there's a lot of rust out there, even in that finals for those three games. But overall for the series, I mean, I'm glad they got it in. Um, I'm glad that they played all three games. And I think the biggest caveat on this finals, everyone will know, will think of in the future will be um, not subgate because it wasn't really a subgate, but they'll, they'll just remember that Skillman was the X factor that uh, was supposed to play even hockey in the second line and ended up outscoring Dave plus four, which isn't just insanity. So, um, which kind of leads us a little bit into um, the next year's draft, right? And like, not the not not going to segue topics here, but uh, should he be a third rounder? There was a lot of like fake talk on the inter- on the uh, on the Slack webs and, and the Ivory Tower. I had, I had heard, but then that kind of got quelled down. So after that, because it was only one game. But well, um, be- before I got into the Ivory Tower, all of those uh, keeper selections were already put in place. Whoop tried to flame the uh, fires a little bit in the last couple <laughs> days. He got burned. <laughs> um, no, I, I honestly, from kind of what I gathered, he didn't pay attention a whole lot to what was going on with keeper picks and just in general. And then when he saw them and mock draft setups, he was like, whoa, what, what's going on here? I was staying out of it. They were settled. They were kind of stamped. Why get, why try to light the fire again? He was, uh, he was trying to gather momentum of like, come with me guys. Like, let's fight this fight. I'm staying out of it. Like I said, just when those matters are settled, you might as well just let it be till the next year. Look at how people play because if not, things are just always going to keep coming up. If you don't like the decision and there's, there's not a good reason to do that. So um, I guess my other thought here before we kind of go into the draft though, is overall thoughts on this season. Uh, It was a, it was a fun season. I, I personally um, was a, uh, a little bit disappointed that I couldn't finish out from my personal standpoint from uh, uh couldn't finish out the playoffs. I know there's a couple of other players as well. I mean, I think Proctor would be a little disappointed. Obviously he's injured and couldn't finish it out. Um, who else? Uh, Lee, I mean, like Leroy was hurt at the time and then uh, he was at least able to play the last game. So, so, so all the guys that were injured Gio as well. Uh, they probably were kind of uh disappointed. They couldn't play. Cause you know, everyone always wants to play hockey, especially in uh, these uh, trying COVID times um, and you can't get ice. And then, you know, you can get the finals go on. That's great. That's fantastic. But, uh, Overall in the season, I I liked it a lot. Uh, the new character, bringing the new characters in the league, Dylan, Silly Goose, Lesnar. That's been fantastic. He's been uh, been an absolute cherry in this league. Fister's been uh, complete dynamite, bringing his uncle every single, uh, almost every single week. Uh, new guys like Sikorsky, um, uh, Matt Taylor, even. I mean, I know he doesn't talk a lot, but uh, when he does talk up on Slack, uh, it's always always a great ho- hoot hollering time. Um, all the new guys in general, Suitsy's been great. Doc Hollywood came in for six months. I know he's Troy's bud, and they had a, some, a great locker room gel there. So I imagine they loved having huh, best, best of buds back together again, little Will Farrell and uh, John C. Riley. But uh, overall, for me, a great season. Um, I don't know if it's as good as the second season because I won the keg the second season, or I pseudo won the keg the second season, uh, as, as all the fans like to deter me and say I didn't. But uh yeah, I, I this is a great season for me. I think everyone in Elites is going to be a great season. So, uh, and you can't, you're never going to really have a bad one. It's just ranking. Uh, it's like ranking like sports cars. You want a Ferrari or Lamborghini? Every season's great. Yeah, another good season. It's hard to say there's ever a bad season. Well, North Stars did win, so that is yeah. a, a downfall on, <laughs> it's on things in general. But anything can happen. It is what it is. Um, 
thoughts on the 17? Now, we did expand one team, odd numbers. One team did have a buy every week. Did you like that? Would you rather have an even number of teams? Thoughts on that? I think eventually we the eighth team should be expanded to maybe i mean obviously not this season because uh as all the fans at home know if they don't know and then i mean we've already kind of spoiled it a little bit um that there's still only seven teams in the league but uh i think eventually the eighth team will get there it'll be nice but having a having every other what six monday off isn't isn't terrible having seven teams in the league so um and it's nice having uh something to play for like having one team out of the playoffs isn't uh, I don't feel it's a detriment. It actually makes the season mean something and be worth something. A lot of times in a lot of other beer league hockey, you'll play a, a 24 game season and you'll end up in first place or fifth out of six teams. And, Oh, doesn't matter. Everyone makes the playoffs. And it's kind of like, I mean, not that you waste all those months playing hockey because you're doing something you love and it's fun, but it just, it makes it more, a little more me- meaningless. Whereas like you go to Europe, other places, other different t- kinds of sports, all they have is a regular season. They don't have uh, all these extra playoffs. So, um, I do like the fact that uh, one team does uh, get to miss it. And I think we wouldn't have the opportunity unless we had seven teams in the league. Yeah, I think there's pros and cons to going both ways. Obviously, you know, we brought in a lot of good guys uh, that are valuable to the league. So without expanding, a lot of those guys probably wouldn't be part of the league. Another thing is, is like you said, I think not having every team make the playoffs is a great thing. It put a lot more emphasis like at the end, you know, it was always like how many points for the uh, Ducks to be eliminated. These teams, I know even as like the Whalers, we had a couple uh, low points in the year where it was like uh, just like looking at the standings. If things go wrong, we could be in trouble. It it made more, you know, there was more to the season of like it counts more this time. So I would like to see the eight team as well. Eventually, I think if you did that, you'd probably go six teams still make the playoffs. I think you'd probably have two teams not maybe seven make it. I don't know. I, I'd prefer the six teams again and two out type of thing, but I think it was a good job. And I think, you know, hopefully we'll continue to move ahead. Ice time is always an issue as far as, you know, we want to keep everything together. I don't think you'd want to do, you know, two different nights of, uh, you know, Oh, we're going to have to have one game on a Wednesday or on a Tuesday, anything like that. And I don't think there's a lot of people that are like, let's get that at 11 o'clock ice. Yeah, that's true. I kind of agree with that. The only way you could swing, uh, extra ice is you'd have to i don't know make some under underground underworld deal with uh the manager or something and somehow be able to shift one of those honey baked skates to half an hour early or something i don't know maybe uh, troy family out of properties has some some pre- media presence or some jazz like hey uh, we'll buy some board sponsorships and uh you know you want to give us a better time here or something I, I have no idea what happens but Long story short, yeah, unless you can, you know, move those ice times before we get on um, with the honey baked skates, we're not, we're not getting that extra sheet. Yeah. And then from there, so the finals ended on a Friday, the draft was a Wednesday. So no time in between seasons, no time for the North Stars to enjoy things. Uh, we talked about during the last, last podcast, we weren't a hundred percent sure where things were going to be. As far as the location, we ended up finding a location, Norm's Field of Dreams over on Rochester Road and 15 Mile Road. Uh, they're only open a couple days a week right now. We were able to rent it out on a Wednesday and have an outdoor patio. So what was the thoughts on the location? The location was great. Um, I liked that the patio was pretty large. I mean, in this, in this year, a little bit, uh, this year was a little bit better. I thought than last year where you actually could see the board. Everyone was able to fit in one, uh, one place. You even had a nice setup for the, uh, for the stream of the draft. So, uh, Ben and myself could, uh, you know, call some picks out here and there, talk about some stats, bring in some guests like Koner and Kammer and uh, 
in uh, Turtles. So it was it, it was fun. I liked it. It was I thought it was a little bit better than uh, the Shamrock last year. Uh, but not the one thing not to get ahead of is uh, in addition to having the draft at Norm's Field of Dreams. Um, I don't think the fans at home, or well, the ones that don't know that you're a GM now, and uh, we talked about that last. Did week. we really with how or last, last week? podcast last podcast really? I, I, I thought Brendan left between now and the last podcast. Uh, no, we were able to talk about it the last podcast because Joey was gone. Oh, you're right. I apologize. And, Ignore you know, me. Sad him moving to Arizona, but you know, good with the bad type of thing or more the, yeah, the right. bad with the good. You're right. I got a goldfish memory, but yeah. So, um, yeah, after last, actually after the last podcast, um, mentioned to Troy about norms cause I kind of knew about their situation, what they were doing. Uh, he called them the next day, was able to book that, uh, Location worked out well, at least for me, because it's only about a mile, mile and a half away. Oh, TJ is here. Ooh, he's he's oh, huffing and how did you run here? <laughs> Speedy Gonzalez out here, man. Oof. Where am I? You can just, you, just use that mic, baby. You're good to go. Oh, I like I like this, the unis he's got. What is this? Like uh, the long sleeve, like sports. He's got the... From a baseball and He's game? got like the, the, the uh, Ray-Bans with the mirrors on, the polarized. Tons of bottles of water in there. He's hydrated. But yeah, so I thought the location was good. It's nice and close. Having the deca or the patio outside was good with what's going on in the world today. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, food was, eh, it was okay. It was tough for them to keep up, I think, a little bit on that side of things. It would have been a little bit nicer if they had more of a full uh, staffed kitchen and mm-hmm. you could order possibly like a burger or something else. But pizza was okay. Could have been a little bit better on that side. But for the circumstances, I think the situation was good. So, uh, Ty, how are you doing today? Did I come into a food review? Um, we oh. actually are starting a uh, a tasteable uh, social media food channel and, really? uh, on Instagram. Yep, and uh, Just, Justin for... Wright and, and Aaron Riley are going to take the the lead on that, and they're going to do tons of tons of photo ops. I mean, Riley is the king of Instagram. You should know he's your goalie this year again. So, um, but yeah, just just talk to him about it. They're going around to review tons of hipster restaurants like uh, Chad's Bistro in Rochester. It's Sounds be great. Good. Yeah, sounds great. fun. So, uh, how you doing today? <sighs> Shit. Came back from a hard, heartbreaking loss. Feel like a duck right now. Just feel like <laughs> I threw it all out there and got nothing in return. Everything we did was wrong, but I'm here. I'm happy to be here. I'm sorry I'm late. I well well unfortunately for you, we missed out on talking about your keg winning performance uh during the, the finals. But fortunately for the That's, fans. Well, I'm sure everyone's watched it and rewatched it again. So I mean I'm sure everyone's up to date and everyone's heard how I single-handedly got skillman a hat trick and won the third game and big monkey off the back and it feels good so we're uh on and onward and upward on to the next season so uh what else have you guys done so we, we uh, talked about your chest and like moves we talked about norms yeah. a little bit now yeah. we're about to segue into the draft so okay. so what were your thoughts on the location of the draft this year i thought it was fantastic i, I mean I, the food wasn't great but what are you gonna do yeah, we're in alignment there, but it was better than trying to go to a place and being like, sorry, y'all can't come in because we're at our yeah. 50% capacity right now. That would yeah. have been a lot uh, worse. So, yeah, we're pretty much onto the draft. So um, we did have a trade before the draft started. So yeah. uh, it was the Tigers and the Nordiques. What happened was is the Tigers moved up to the third spot for the goalie draft, and they also um, received 47, 52, and 66. And then the Nordiques, uh, looks like they got the – seventh goalie pick uh 41st 44th in the 69th pick um when you saw that uh trade at us what was your initial thoughts at first i was thinking wow the tigers made out like bandits because i was thinking 
oh, the Tigers can move their low end, their goalie pick. They can get a higher guy in in the draft. Uh, being able to move up, solidify the goalie position is kind of one of Skillman's things. He doesn't like having, like, a, I guess, like a lower end goalie, especially if you don't have the most top end defense. Um, and where he's picking, uh, he could also shed, like, the very bottom end of the 10th round and swap that with uh, the Deeks. He was thinking it was a big win. But actually looking at the picks and what they swapped, it took me about like four or five minutes to, for me to been sit there and draw this out in paper. Like flow charts were looking like it's the hangover and like the numbers are going above our head. And then we realized, wow, actually, no, the, the Nordiques made out like bandits. And the largest trade in Monday Night Lights history, the Nordiques like swapped the highest pick and like their lowest pick and ended up like two middle better picks. It was it was insane. So all they did was they, they shedded a bottom, a bottom, their bottom tier goalie which in this draft is our, with three goalies are kind of unknowns. It was like not necessarily that big of a risk, very risk averse, kind of a sort of move there. And then um, they were able to get a guy at the end of the draft they wanted, which, I mean, let's face it, if they can draft family and friends, the Deeks do, and uh, they were able to do that at the end of the draft. And then their other three picks in the middle rounds were all better. So I, it was a win for the Deeks on paper. Ty, did you even know that trade took place? I knew it took place. I don't understand it. I think uh, so. I don't know exactly the implications. I had to, I was running from a baseball game on that day too. I was able. I left early. This this game I was not allowed to leave early because it's yeah. the putt. So the trade was uh, the Deeks forty first, forty fourth, and 69th in goalie pick for the forty seventh, fifty second, sixty sixth in goalie pick of the Tigers. So the De- the the Deeks moved up in the mid rounds eight picks and then six and three yeah they moved up eight eleven they moved up eleven plus oh my god yeah they moved up twenty twenty draft position picks minus the minus the goalie I mean I don't count the goalies if you count the goalie they beat sixteen value differences so they moved up like sixteen value differences um, outside the goalie that's that's crazy yeah it it was interesting when I saw the pick out or the trade I was kind of like what I I had to double triple look at it because um. We were kicking the ty- uh, tires with the Tigers about possibly them moving up to our spot. And, you know, we made some initial offers and then they made some counters and we just were not close to meeting eye to eye on picks. Like they were looking at flip flopping a ton of picks where if you took the goalies out of the actual uh, trade, we didn't think it was a fair trade. Then you think we'd be getting that advantage there, but we were just like, we wouldn't do that trade with the goalie without the goalies involved type of thing. Mm-hmm. So when I saw this trade, I was kind of just like, what, what's going on here? It did not make sense to me. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, once we dive into each team's makeup and how the draft went the surprises and the, the, the steady picks, um, you'll kind of, you'll kind of see, I guess everyone's opinion on well, whose team's best, whose team's worst, et cetera. And uh, one of the, the, one of this trade in particular kind of dictated some of the team spots on our on our list. So right, um, I figure we will kind of do an overview of each team. But first, was there any big surprises in the draft that you were just like, what what happened? What's going on? I'm surprised by that. I think the biggest and the first surprise in the draft, um, our our new uh, podcast member that just slipped in here about five minutes ago, can uh, talk to us about, and that was in the second round. Uh, was drafted onto a North Stars team was Mr. Uh, Paul Ben Valley. Yeah, I mean Ben is a he's a tough one. I mean it's he's old as dirt. He's he can do everything. He's very intelligent. He's got the he's the locker room guy. He started come. He's had some. He gets can be a little fragile. He's had a what he had a hernia. Or he had some kind of injury at some point. So it's hard to say where is he 
you know, is he just there? He's not a stallion. Happy like you. to be there. Is he happy to be there? Yeah, I don't miss games. He's really. not a stallion like no, you. <laughs> no, no. You know, is he? He's. You know, he has it all, but he's kind of like the happy old guy. But I had faith. I saw the way he competed on the Tigers when I was coaching the Tigers, and I think he played against us, right? So, I mean, he was tough and he was trying. I felt like he was healthy. It's hard to pick a fifty-year-old guy in the second round, and but. I knew all along I was going to throw that at Troy because I threw it at him like three weeks in advance uh, before the draft, and he shot it down. He's like Andy Femme, Andy Femme, Andy Femme. And I, and I, Andy Femme's a great player, super fast, super young, super nice. Like, I don't know him that well, but every time I've been in the locker room, he's a great guy. But I knew my strategy going into the draft was right at the moment of impact, right before we got up there, I was going to tell him, Ben, and he'd give in. You see Ben, how cute he was looking with his long hockey hair. And he'd give in because we've seen Ben wearing the North Stars shirt multiple times, pictures. And I knew all that, but it wasn't the reason why I want Ben is just because he's the smartest hockey player. And we kind of went with that theme, even though we got a bunch of old sacks the whole way down. But we are we went with our theme of smart hockey players and not necessarily speed. And we will find out how it ends up. But that's that was my plan going in the whole time was to just sabotage the femme thing. And that kind of who drafted right after us was at the Tigers or no, that was the Whalers. They were shocked. So or Americans who was right after us. They were absolutely shocked. They were going to take Ben. They already had it written up. They thought we were taking femme and they, they had to go into their war room and talk about it for a while. So it kind of shook things up. But, I, I uh, believe that might've been the Tigers. It, it the Tigers. Yeah. I, yeah. It, it, whatever. Ryan Allen went in a panic. It was and that Tigers. was like his first Ryan Allen multiple times had to call Skillman. He was scared. He got nervous. It was the big room. The lights, Ryan Allen was like, oh, Jeff, help. <laughs> they took in on. So it really shook them up, and maybe that's what caused the Tigers to have such a poor draft and a poor team this year. Hot take. Yeah, I, I just know Troy. There was a few times he was texting me and Dougie trying to get some insight. We pretty much did not say anything about any players we thought about, Is but he would just, he'd send us like, 15 texts without us answering, just like talking about players. And he's like, Tigers, they're taking Ben. I know it. We're taking Femme. It'll leave you with this guy. Like, this is exactly how it's going to fall yeah. out. And all of a sudden, Ben, like, I only trusted about 20% of what Troy was saying during his text messages to us. But no, I was, did not think the Ben part was part of his strategy of like, no, I'm going to throw people off the set. Troy was being honest the entire time. And he was being honest with the Pete pick. We had the Pete pick lined up and he put it out there and then busted go. Oh, you got it all. Oh, you're trying. You're, we're taking Suitsy and we're taking, you know, no, we had, we had Pete just because it was a tough decision between Suitsy and Pete, but we had Pete year one. We know what Pete is. And uh, we just decided to go with the old guard and uh, the bin one. Like I said, I had it planned out. It was a little devious on my part because I knew I was going to do it. And I knew Troy would give in. And I think it's going to, I think it's for the best. It wasn't like I'm trying to sabotage our own team. I think it's for the best. And sometimes you just got to, do it the way you can. So, so uh, let's real quick, let's go through each team. We'll go in the order of the goalie draft and kind of give our initial thoughts on that and go from there. So first up would be the Whalers. Their team has, uh, and I kind of got some lines listed. These probably aren't 100% right, yes, but they're the best one, I was going. The so. ones that Troy or you put together? Someone put these together. And there's This is what I put that. together. So okay. I got Trent, Matt, Taylor, Busta, Turtle, Tim, Dave P., Justin, Suwokis, Oliverde, uh, Simonelli with Brawny and then Dylan Lesnar as their goalie. So 
Ty, thoughts on the Whalers? Whalers? What was they were doing great, and then what did they did they take vape? They're, the biggest thing, the biggest surprise, uh, actually, after that, my second biggest surprise on the board was the Trent pick. I mean, the Trent, excuse me, the uh, Turtle Tim pick. So they chose Turtle Tim. He can play forward or defense. They chose him in the third round after you guys chose like Ben and Chris Taylor was still on the board. And the high flying Taylor brothers love playing together. And Matt has yeah. expressed that before. And honestly, if you're looking, no offense to Turtle, but you're looking at players on a board and you have Chris Taylor or, or Turtle Tim. Chris Taylor's probably a better forward than Turtle is. And defensively, I'd say they're about probably even. So uh, if you're going to choose a player, why not just choose the guy that's like the brother and that's the better player? But and and they then, went they went Turtle Tim. He's a locker room guy. So And then who did we come back with a third? Because I'm going to go back to that pick. But then the third we took uh, Kimmel or did we take? You guys took LaPoudre. LaPoudre. We took LaPoudre. Yeah. So, yeah, we were shot. We were surprised with that pick. I was trying to get sneaky with Troy as well because I wanted to do Turtle. I was doing smart player theme and Turtle's a very smart player. And that was that one threw me for a loop when the Whalers just took that one. I was like, okay, well that makes <laughs> that easier. I'm not gonna be able to do this little throw turtle in like I did with Ben. So then we had uh, our thing. But yeah, that was uh interesting. I personally like it because I like I said I would genuinely was going to try to take Turtle Tim. Um and I don't know. I'm happy now that I have Matt LaPoudre. Like, I, in hindsight, I'm like, dude, he's freaking solid. I just played against him. And, you know, even though he injured Geo, he's a decent person. <laughs> yeah, the Turtle one was, you know, Turtle's a great player. He could probably be a top defender in the league if you can put him there. I don't know if their lineup's going to allow them to do that. Um, Dave P1 was another surprising one for me just because he yeah. was a Whaler last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously he... I guess he scored what you expect, even though you always want more out of him at that point. Plus the curse of Dave the, P. I the was kind of surprised. He went at the, I think it was the fourth round, like a pick or two before the end of the fourth round, which there was other players there listening mm-hmm. back to you guys uh, at the actual draft. That's up at YouTube as well. The whole draft is now posted. You guys were pretty surprised by that pick as well, I believe. Yeah, that was the next pick. That was just kind of like from right field. I mean, after, after the third round uh, turtle pick, it kind of every round seemed to have like one guy. You're kind of like, where's this team's direction going again? And uh, I, oh, the way it was overall that their team, I mean, on paper, it looks okay. But if the idea for Trent to switch up like GM and ship with, uh, with Serta and have Busta be his GM, and then they just go out and draft the same guys every single year, like Turtle Tim and Dave P, and just plug in one different dude or one different goalie, the results are going to be the same. Like, I don't. We'll go to the teams and later rankings and later, but to me on paper, like the Whalers just look like a, a maglation of the Ducks and the in in the Whalers of last year, which both were not winning organizations. So Yeah, obviously I think most teams actually have a pretty decent lineup. So I think they look pretty good on paper, but we'll see. Uh next up in that order would be uh the Americans, which I have a lineup of Math, Suits, Antioch, Guma. Uh, Manny, Joe Ellis, Edge, Wilkie, Wells, and Turnbull with uh, Pangrazi, I think that's how you say it, is the goalie as well. So, Hedis, let's start over on your side. What did you think of this team? The Americans have a stalwart strategy um, in place every single year. It's called the New Jersey Devils from 1990 <laughs> to all the way up to 2005 because that's how they draft their teams. The defense and goaltending on out. Like they get two goals, one goal game, and then they just play really great defense, and that's how they win their games. And sometimes Antioch goes off and they get four goals a game. So um, their team's got five defensemen, arguably. I mean, you edge, 
like you listed Edge as a defenseman, he could also play forward. And like this, uh, the one that the line of the Troy put out, which is kind of kind of weak, but like you put Math, like you can put Math back at defense, Edge back up at forward. I mean, you have options. You have five defensemen there. You have Turnbull, Wilkie, Math, Wells, and Edge. Like that's having a surplus and like ability to have your mobile be your lineup be mobile means you don't have to trade later in the season. So for me, I thought the Americans had a solid draft. Yeah, I would have. It was tough having that, uh, the second line, a little bit of weakness there. I think, you know, maybe you put an edge up there, like you said, and you move Manny back, uh, or, or Jason Wells could even play up on a forward. And I know they wanted to play defense, but that that's a possibility too. So one of those guys, but when you kind of look at how it's constructed there, you know, that second line could have some issues scoring, but as long as they keep stuff even on the defensive side, that shouldn't be a problem. I think Antioch and suits with a math or however that goes, I think they'll put up points on that side, but you know, another good constructed team, Ty thoughts on the team. The only thing, I mean, I'm, I love Guma and I wanted to try to get Guma, but he kind of falls into where I get drafted. And uh, the only thing that the Turnbull at five was a little, I thought a little early. Um, he is good, but it's just like, he was just the best of it. He was the best defenseman available on the board at that time. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I like Turnbull. He, we, I think ever since he, you know, lost weight when he was on the North stars, but I don't know. That seems a little early. What? Getting the inside scoop, the Americans and, and it, the, get the, the NHL insider Pierre LeBron look, uh, they took that pick and they drafted Turnbull because they felt the seals because they had the pick before the seals. They felt the seals were needed defenseman. They're going to draft Turnbull. And then Seals went off the board with an, another one of my spicy's top five surprise picks of the draft with with Chad later on and then throwing him at defense, which I didn't even know he played defense. So you know, he played defense with the North Stars until he quit when Troy yelled at him oh. in front of a public audience of twenty thousand. <laughs> what is this ancient Rome? <laughs> yeah, we we knew going into the draft that there was a lack of defensemen that you probably wanted playing at the back. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to make sure kind of before our six, seven keepers that we had could fill up a defensive lineup if needed. So, and if you kind of look in those, you know, five, six, seven, even eight defensemen were going off the board left and right. And I think it left some quality players that play forward only they fell, which was then, you know, good for teams that had those defensemen early. Mm -hmm. And you can get Joe Ellis. I mean, Joe Ellis, the one thing he can always do is put the puck in the net. So you get a goal scorer at six. That's good. And you get Guma. I mean, life is good. Math is rock solid. Um, yeah, you got Wilkie. Yeah, it's a solid team. Yeah, moving over to the Tigers. Uh, I have a lineup right now of Skillman, Fister, Weaver with Pellet, uh, Femme, Drago, Judge Allen, Eric LaPoudre, Gibb, and Cam. To me, it looks like a pretty solid lineup. You got two top-tier guys with a Fister and Femme with some nice help with Pellet. Skillman, you know, defenseman, you got some solid guys with LaPoudre Judge with some quality second guys on those lines. You know, Cam, always a solid goalie. So this team constructed well. I would have liked to seen what they would have done maybe if they could have boosted up if you didn't do that trade there. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they're solid. But I think there are some holes on this team. I mean, if they're, if they're picking where the Deeks are picking, they have Jim Ellis instead of uh, Drags up there at forward. I don't know how much of an improvement one over the other is. It's kind of a kind of a wash to me. Um, Cam is definitely better than Sam. I'm not going to say by, like, 
leaps and bounds. I don't know how much of it matters in Monday Night Lights. It's more so the coverage on the ice. I mean, North Stars kind of showed this year that uh, even if you have this perceived quote-unquote worst goalie in the league, like if you have a strong middle and you play that strong triangle hockey and you have good defense, I mean, you, you, you can win your games if you hit people on the counter. So um, for me, the, the Tigers won the first four picks their draft. Their first four picks, the way everything fell to them, I thought they knocked out of the park. They went Fister, Andy Fem, Judge, and then Skillman. That that's arguably like of the of the top four, that's arguably the best top four like an, an Indian team can ice. But like you said, with the trade, um, they kind of lost value in those middle rounds, which kinda hurt. So they kind of lose flexibility in the sense that Judge kind has to play defense. And then they have to either <clears throat> parade Weaver or Ryan Allen on defense. And for me, Ryan Allen is a defenseman. I know that he might want to try to play defense, but he's just he's just not a defenseman, and he's can use his size better up on forward. So I'd probably put Weaver back there, and then you have to split up Weaver and Bob, et cetera, et cetera. So they're a little shaky at the back. Cam might have to do a little bit standing on his head this year, kind of like the Seals a couple years ago. But um, if you know Cam, or I mean the like the league knows Cam, he steps up the challenges pretty well. So yeah, uh, moving on to the Maroons. Next in there we have Proctor, J Flow, Jim Ellis, Rakowski. Sips, we're putting Doug right now as a forward. John Starr, Myers, Alan Z, Piercy with uh, Andrew K as the goalie. So, Ty, thoughts on the Maroons? Yeah, uh, they got Proctor. <laughs> Hedis, can you give us something better than that? <laughs> so, the Maroons for me, I mean, I'm not going to spoil anything, but... I love the Rakowski pick that you guys took. It was the fifth round. It was the fifth round he fell to, and you guys had back. But yeah, that was that was a steal in my opinion. Um, after seeing, I mean, his grand was only one skate, but he was great. Um, J Flow was a safe pick. I mean, but he was on the board, probably arguably like the two or the two one of two players that was probably best available. Um, Sips slipped hard this year, just from the amount of at talent that was added in the league, and being able to get a player like Sipsy that can like a late round center like Neville, but actually motor like is phenomenal. And yeah. I'm sips at nine is a steal. So yeah, I agree. I mean, having him is fantastic. You still have the Paul Proctor, John star combo. That's been put back together. The bands got back together for a third time. It's like Metallica now. And it's like 2020, <laughs> like 2015, 2020s. Um, they're getting back together again. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, I thought I was looking at the Americans lineup when I see Proctor Star. I just think American. Yeah, that's just that's what everyone thinks now. They've been together in Americans so often. So I think the best the best of uh, mobility. I guess the best facet of the Americans is you guys got the goal you kind of wanted. <clears throat> you see the Americans. See, I'm calling the Americans because you're calling the Americans now, and they're also maroon <laughs> and it's red and it's a screen with us. Long story short. <clears throat> long story short. Uh, is there another team I like the look of because they. Don't have to necessarily make any trades throughout the season. If they want to, they have a lot of flexibility in positions they can trade, but they don't have to because you guys have five defensemen. You have Dougie's technically a defenseman, but just wants to play forward. So if Dougie doesn't work out at forward, Alan Z could play up. If Alan Z doesn't work out at forward, Nick Myers can play up. I mean, you guys have like three to four guys on there on your roster that can rotate, and you have no matter what, you have at least two centers that are solid. You could put J Flo at center, you could put uh Rakowski on the wing, or you could put Proctor at center and then put like J flow on the wing. You have a lot of lineup flexibility and not, not like some other teams in the league, for example, like the Tigers. Piercy, are you lined up to be defense or forward? I'm lined up right now to be a defenseman. It's probably where I'm better than, um, 
I think we were happy with how the draft fell for us. I think during our Tuesday we met, we had our mock draft going. I think we had our first seven picks we thought were going to be available to us. Now, obviously, me and Doug were keepers on there. Uh, our next guys, you know, we didn't think any of those, we didn't think Sips was going to be there. We thought Nick Myers was already going to be gone. So those were just extra value picks in our mind. And like you said, Myers can play defense. Doug can play defense. Alan Z can play defense. So we wanted to make sure before we got to our keeper picks that we were going to have enough defensemen there that have to fill it. We just then got the bonus of Nick Myers being available there as well that we can move back or we can move forward as well. And we actually wrote, reached out to Sips before the draft and asked him how he was feeling. Technically, he said he hasn't been cleared by a doctor, you know, with what's going on in the world, but he says he's feeling a lot better. So we're hoping slash expecting that he's going to be healthy going into this year, going to have a lot more playing time and his draft value is going to go up a lot for next year. So we're pretty happy with that. We've only seen our goalie once, but we thought he had, you know, solid technique. He looked pretty good. So as long as he's not, you know, keeping us out of games, you know, we think we should be pretty good there. So uh, next team on the list would be the Seals. We have a lineup of them of Shawnee, Serta, Krunk, uh, Wood, Neville, Rattler, with Ruble, Chad P, Leroy, Todd, and uh, Z. So I'll start out with this one. I think overall, you know, obviously here the, the question is, is, is Chad a defenseman? That's a tough one right there. If he can play defense, this team is probably pretty good. You know, Sir Shawnee, that's a scary lineup right there by itself. Lots of speed. It's going to be tough to handle there. Uh, Rattler Wood with Neville. Neville's a solid guy. You get in the ninth, tenth round who can play center. He can handle that. And, you know, Leroy, Ruble, whoop, better than last year, I expect. You know, with him still losing weight, looking better and better. To me, the big question is, one, can Chad play defense? And two, does Chad want to play defense? You want to take it? Uh, Chad, I'm not very good at Chad questions. Okay. All right. Um, so I I don't think that's the only the only factor on this team for me. Um, I mean, sure, granite Chad is a big piece of that puzzle. Can he anchor a second line def- def- defense with either Leroy or Whoop? Question mark. I mean, I'm on board with you there. Um, whoops draft this draft. I don't know if this was draft by committee or kind of who, who chose who, but I am thoroughly unimpressed with the seals this year, to be honest. I mean, I'm not, again, I'm gonna wait to rank people later on, but for me, the seals just don't, I mean, Serta, Shawnee, sure. They're, they're speed and they're scary, but Serta, Serta's not going to generally be goalies like one-on-one. I mean, maybe the goaltending talent this year is a little bit lower. So then some of the guys in the second, third round, they have a lot more goals and there'll be more goal production overall in the league. That's a possibility. But I mean, if you're asking whether Serta's Fister or you're asking whether Serta is uh, even his, bu- uh, I think it was his buddy he brought in that uh, Drake Braun, that guy, like, or does he have a shot like uh, Matt Taylor? I I don't think so. I don't think he does. And and they're both in my mind, kind of a, a similar player in the same vein. It's kind of like getting two. You, you have a choice to you know pair somebody with. You have a choice to choose uh, like Backstrom and Alexander Ovechkin together on the same line, and they kind of went with like Backstrom and Backstrom on the same line. So like. Now they have two playmakers and it's or that that can, you know, they can score goals when they need to sometimes, but against like, you know, in hard spots, we saw in the playoffs this year with the seals. Sometimes it can be tough for Shawnee to, to break down defenses and, and even, even with uh, a Batman to his Robin. So I'll definitely, for me, it's going to be the X factor on their team is going to be if Sir and Shawnee click. And then um, 
I know everyone has been high up on Gangster Wood, but I felt Wood was a little bit of a, a reach kind of where he was. I mean, he's a good player, and they needed to draft a forward there. But um, I think if, like, Chad's playing forward there, and then you, have, you draft a different defenseman that you know is, like, a stalwart-specific defenseman, uh, maybe like a, a Shepherd or something, I don't, maybe that might play better. But uh, And then Ryan Z pick for me was kind of peculiar. The, the one thing about the Seals I'll say is, like I said, Whoop tried to start making the argument about keepers a day or two before the draft. I question, not that he doesn't know who people are, but how much he was looking at the draft, doing mocks. And I feel like he was, you know, which sometimes can be the be a good thing, but he was kind of doing best player available, not knowing how deep or how shallow positions were. And I feel like he wasn't really drafting a team. He was just drafting players, and that could bite him in the ass coming up. Yeah, that's true. Did that affect you at all when uh, the picks came to you guys in the North Stars? Did you feel you guys had to draft positionally for need, or did you have to draft kind of just best player available like Whoop did? We, I mean, yeah, you're always battling whether you do the best player. You're trying to put a team together. But we kind of stuck to the playmakers and figured we had a lot of versatility because you can put a lot of our players at Troy can play defense or offense. Um, who else have we got? Who's on our team? I mean, Ben plays forward and defense yeah, too sometimes. Ben can. LaPoudre plays defense. We could play. Kimmel's dabbled in defense. Ite is a defenseman or a forward. He's like what he wants to play forward. Sikorsky's both. Like we have a lot of buy buys on our team. They would go both ways. Twinkle Toes is gonna end up probably playing defense. We have all these guys that go both ways, and it's gonna be Twinkle Toes who's gonna get he's gonna get first dibs at playing defense on that second line with next to Troy. And so that, that's actually one of the tough things when we were looking at our mock drafts, we were asking ourselves, should we take the best player available or take that guy that's versatile? And we were just like, well, we know we're going to have to have some guys playing defense if we're taking a guy with our, I guess it would be second or third pick, whatever you want to say in that wraparound. Like, do we want to take a guy that'll play both knowing that we're probably going to have to play him at defense anyways, or do we just want to take the best guy that's a defenseman. So that's why we went with star. Cause we're just like, this guy's going to have to play defense, probably 90% chance. Let's just go with star. We know he's a shutdown guy. We know he's got that chemistry with Proctor. So we were just like, let's just not mess around with that versatileness. We know there's other guys later, like an Alan Z we were targeting. They can still do that. So, um, yeah. So seals, a eh, little, little mixed reviews on that one. Now going over to the, the North stars we have, I'm throwing over, I had a Kimmel, Pistol Pete, a Bauer. I could be wrong on these lineups with a, a Ty, Ben, and Venandi with a Matt LaPoudre, Troy, uh, Sikorsky, Ait, and Aaron Riley. Uh, let's start with your team then since you're the GM, TJ. What was your thoughts I, going into this? I honestly just couldn't love my team anymore. I, I'm just, you know, if Twinkle Toes is a big key to the whole team, to, I mean, if, was who did we oh we were i probably feel a little bit more comfortable if it was drago trying to we were going to try to make him the defenseman so when drago went and we took twinkle toes but i have faith in twinkle toes and he can do it but well, you really that, think vanandi is going to be playing defense for you he's definitely starting the season at defense with troy so it's going to be a forward line. Ide is going to be a forward i'm going to be with ben and kimmel two of the brightest and best uh, hockey players in the league in the second line. And then the first line is going to be Pistol. 
this is all just to start out. Ike, Ike gets first dibs, get uh, forward, because he really wants to play. So he's going to play with Pistol Pete. And uh, I think Bowers D. Sikorsky. So, yeah, it's going to be Old Man Sikorsky, Old Man Ike with Old Man Pistol. And that's going to be the first, that's going to be the first line. But we're really, the second line is going to be Old Ass Ben, Old Ass Ty, and Old Ass Kimmel. Wow, this this stra- <laughs> this stock of the North Stars is falling more and more now. Now, maybe there could have been a little hangover because if going, I know you guys already talked about Game Three, but the big lineup change, the big, the big Tyato. I put Pistol Pete and Suitsy and Joe Ellis up there, and I said we're going to do huggy, huggy Line Number Two. We did Huggy Line with Chad back in the day against the Americans a couple years ago, and it worked. And so we said we're going to make a Skillman sandwich, and we're going to put. We're gonna put uh, Skillman between the two autos, and we're gonna do it. When I put it out there, no one—they laughed at me. They said I was stupid. Everyone voted for the uh, or the uh, normal line, just plug Skillman in for Geo. So it kind of—we kind of went into the draft thinking we're gonna have a huggy line, tie and Troy on offense on the second line, and stick somebody in between us who you know wanted to succeed. But then we kind of mixed it up and now Troy wants to make Venandi a defenseman and kind of do that. So we kind of, it was a hangover from game three a little bit, but I, I couldn't love our versatility. Like we, this is like a Troy, Troy loves dabbling. He loves trading. Like this is like, we could have a new lineup every single day of every single week. So, and from that aspect, I love it. And I just love our brains. Like everyone's smart. Now, do we get burned out of the building as the speed can't keep up with the, the younger teams? Well, time will tell, but our, our motto, team motto is going to be puck is faster than foot, and we're going to move the puck, cause, uh, and uh, I think we're going to have a lot of fun. Um, I think we actually have a, uh, a voicemail from a caller to talk about a little bit about the North Stars lineup as well. Um, okay. I'm looking into that. Hedis, why don't you give us your thoughts <coughs> on uh, the North Stars while I'm trying to do that? Sounds good. So uh, so my, my take on the North Stars is your two biggest, your two biggest concerns in your roster are, are this. You guys' draft strategy was draft the oldest players available. If you could have a team full of <laughs> Justin Applicators and Anders Nielsens, you guys would. And you definitely went out and achieved that. So your entire your average age of your team is like 41. Maybe maybe older than that. I Actually, think it's, it's older probably than older than that. It's got to be older than ba- that. Like, I think Bauer and LaPoudre are the oldest two guys. I mean, two youngest guys on your team. And I know Bauer's like mid-30s and LaPoudre's like mid-30s. So, like, yeah, your, your, your average age is probably like upper 40s, like 49. so you have that going for you which is you know with uh with age comes wisdom not speed necessarily but uh maybe pete can uh use that greek strength the greek freak to uh put some speed on his back and the second thing is uh you were saying you had a lot of flexibility with your roster defense and forwards i'm of the opinion i feel like you guys have next to zero flexibility you have one player i feel i can flex with john with uh with ike and maybe maybe Sikorsky, but for me, Ben, you just Kimmel. You, I mean, I'm not gonna put Ben on defense because after Ty. C, you're you're abhorrent at defense. I'd rather a pylon back there. You cannot play D. You're too smart for that. It's a new year, but you, I'm not going to. Good, thank me. God. Like I think Raleigh would stab you in both kneecaps if you if you were playing D. No, that's not an option. I've that's why I play terrible yeah, on D. But for me, for me, I mean, you stick Ben and you stick Pete together. <clears throat> You've seen that work in the Tigers before, and then you have to play. Troy is too good of a forward. You can't put Troy at defense. And, like, you have no speed on the second line if you don't put Troy up there. If you par- if it's, like, you, Kimmel, and Troy, like, Troy's your your, your speed there. So, like, you got to put me, him there. Troy, and Skillman's not a speedster. Me, Troy, 
Skillman plus seventy in game three of the. It was it was plus, we were plus seventy. It was plus like four, but okay, continue. Oh well, yeah. we the, the North Stars are a weird team. You know, the age is one thing. It's just amazing how you guys drafted all those older players. You look at it. There's a lot of good players on the team, though. I think they're constructed bad. I don't think they have a way of fitting those pieces together as of right now. Will Vanandi become a good defensive player? I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna have to be tough in the corners, or maybe he will. But I mean, uh, Bowers, it does I look think... it does look like we did get a voicemail. I did find yeah. that, so I don't know what it says. Do we want to try to play it? Oh yeah, this is on topic. We have to play this it. This isn't even the normal way I play them, but let's see if this works. Hopefully, it will. Hey, this is Bauer calling uh, on behalf of the North Stars now, proud North Stars draft pick, calling because I, I had to give uh, my two cents on the draft. Uh, I was really intrigued by what Trent and the Whalers did. Uh, also, Boston, now co-GM. Um, coming from the Ducks last year, uh, I, I really feel like the Ducks were decimated by injuries, uh, mainly Turtle and that freak staff infection he had. And I think it's really interesting that uh, they're now going to be uh, unified, so to speak. And we're going to see uh, the Whalers uh, have Turtle uh, and Brawny and a few other key players from that team that never was really able to get off the ground because of so much bad luck last year. Uh, and I think they're going to be a very interesting team to watch out for. But – I'm more excited for my North Stars. We may be old. We may be slow. But damn it, we're going to play hard. We're going to play smart. And we're going to catch up on you, especially with Pistol. Can you ever count that guy out? I'm sure as hell happy I'm not going to have to play against him anymore. And I hate to say it, but Sniper, come on. You ever going to count him out either? The guy's a champ for a reason. Thanks, guys. Dude, I want to run through a fucking brick wall right now. Bauer got me so hyped. I'm going to, Piercy, I'm going to go in the restroom and jerk one off. I'm just so I'm, excited. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I kind of feel like Bauer truly wants to be a whaler right now after that message. <laughs> Bullshit, dude. Why am I so fired up then? If you listen to that, he's like, Man, those whalers, they're kind really? of like the ducks. <laughs> they I, really you know, made sense. <laughs> I want to come back to them. They got Brawny. They got Turtle. They got Busta. If they had me, it would be so you great. You can tell Bauer is a but, well-educated, well-spoken human being. Fits our team, and he's a smart hockey player. And I don't know. He's a unique guy. I swear to God, Bauer is one of those guys in the league. He plays at the Onyx. I've refed his game down at Clark Park. I've refed his games at the Onyx multiple times. He's like the captain. He runs the team. I don't know how he kind of doesn't out there. It's like he's noticeable every time, not just yelling at the refs, which is me. He's noticeable. He's he leads his team out there on and off the ice. And then he kind of an MNL. He's just kind of. You don't see him. You don't hear too much about him, but I, I honestly think he's going to thrive as a North Star. I think he's going to come out of his shell. And uh, I think it, I think he's going to be reinvigorated. And I knew it was kind of depressing to be on the Ducks, who it always is. But I just I think it's going to be our guy, our guy that we lift up out of the cellar, and he's going to be awesome. I mean, I was the biggest cheerleader for the Ducks last year prior to Troy at the end of the season, going "Go Ducks, go!" And uh, because I started the locker room quack, and after we won, everyone won game subbing. They just Ben was like, "No, we're not doing this anymore." And then what happened to the team camaraderie? 
What happened to the the positive vibes, the the momentum going in the next game? Killed, done. So uh, I definitely think uh, Bauer. I mean, Bauer does like playing with uh, with Trent. He has sub with uh, the Whalers before, so um, I think that's why he was talking a little bit about the Whalers. But if he can play defense, that's going to be another question mark. That might be like your third question mark on the on the North Stars because. You guys have him slotted in defense, and if you move Troy up, either a combination of Troy, Venade, or Bauer is going to have, or Ite, a combination of like two out of four players is going to have to play defense. So you're going to have to move one of the back end D. Actually, three out of five if you include Sikorsky. So pick your poison. Three out of those five players are going to have to play defense, and probably four out of those five or five out of those five are forwards. But enough about the North Stars. Uh, Piercy, who's the next team we should be covering? Super quick. I'm not going to lie. I never cheered for the Ducks last year. I just wanted one team to get eliminated from the playoffs to make sure we were in. Once they were, yeah, you can win all you want. But outside of that, sorry, we knew one team had to be out. We might as well cheer for the team at the bottom to get the rest of us in. But uh, last team on this list is going to be the Nordiques. Their lineup is looks like uh, we got Hardy, we got Drake, we got Cone, Peso, Chris Taylor, Mackey with Shepard, Hawk, uh, McChanick, Drager, and the new goalie, uh, Sam. So I'll I'll start with this one real quick. I think this possibly is probably the best team in the league as of right now. Uh, Drake, from what I saw, looked like a strong guy. Looked like he could be a number one guy. Uh, information I got is he's put on a little bit of weight during COVID, so his skate slowed down a little bit. But I expect once we get back on the ice and skating there, his, you know, Salmon is just going to get that much better. He's going to look that much better. I think he's a top tier guy. I think a lot of that, those trades really helped out this team. You know, they were able to nag um, a Hawk. They were able to get Shepard in those stop spots. You know, I don't think they were super concerned about taking a Mackey with that pick compared to, you know, maybe it was a right at that spot. There's not that much different between them and moved up. And the other thing was, is a lot of what I was hearing was, is, you know, Sam was possibly the fourth best goalie available in that range right there. And they got him at seven. So, you know, they probably would have took Cam at three, but everything I'm hearing, Sam's not that much different from Cam. Maybe Cam's a little bit better. Haven't seen the guys there. But in my mind, I did not think that Sam would be going with number seven there. So they probably got a goalie they would have went for anyways you know, if they were one or two spots back and they made out with moving up all those other spots. Yeah. <clears throat> Sam's kind of, kind of the X factor there. Um, amazing. I know he's got new gear. I've seen him play probably more than anybody else recently. Um, he's not bad goalie. I'd say he's, uh, he's similar to, uh, was it Kalea or was it the other, which one was at the, uh, the skate most recent? Um, I believe that was Monday. Andrew. That was Andrew. Yeah. He's kind of similar to, to him in a sense. Maybe a little bit worse just because he has new gear. He's breaking in new gear, but I mean, he did fantastic in our uh, in our in our like super whatever a scrimmage thing the other day we played in. He was he's making lots of sweet saves. So, um, is he the worst goalie? Is he the fourth goalie? I mean, you guys can all figure that out by the by the time the season comes around. Maybe maybe the new pads aren't just that. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. I mean, you'll you'll figure it out when you play some games. But on paper, for me, the North Star. I mean, excuse me, the Nordiques roster is lights out i mean i did feel it reached a couple times i mean they went for hawk because he's a family hawk because he's a family guy and like panties panties brother-in-law so like he i mean could they have gone some like you know maybe different route there maybe like grab a map or somebody else that's a known commodity that's good at d yeah or uh who else, or someone else in the seventh that's a that's solid there maybe but i mean chris taylor slipped to them 
Um, I mean, they drafted the off the off ilked uh, Ryan Monet, Mr. Peso himself, that can't score goals, and he's gonna be in a line with either Sugar or Drake. Like it's gonna be one or the other. Like I, unless you put both of them together, which you could, and then it's gonna be it's gonna be Peso, Shepard, and Cone together on a line. Like that's not bad at all. Like I mean, you could do things there, or you could even put Shepard on defense and move Chris Taylor. To center and then your first line is drake braun and like sugar and charles Mackey. and your second line is peso chris taylor and cone that's almost like north stars x-esque where sure like you're gonna have uh sheps back on d with mcshannick and it's not the world's best first pairing and panny and hawk aren't probably the world's best second pairing but they're serviceable mid-round guys enough that having a strong center in the middle and having your second line be almost arguably better than your first line and your first lines your first two round drafted players is yeah, it's just a solid team yeah and i've played with a uh, hawk 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 before okay whatever uh before he's a good player i think he was a good pick there um you know him and shepherd i think they were they might have been back to back or right there mm-hmm. i thought i actually think those were very good picks very good value i feel like they were probably the right picks i have a little bit more knowledge with playing with him seeing him play more than others but i don't think it was a reach because it was his brother-in-law i think it was uh we know this guy it was almost like rakowski like you were saying uh-huh. in the youtube thing you're like oh i think he should have went a, like you were calling for him to go like three or four picks earlier mm-hmm. in the draft video us we were looking for a forward there you know, when you're looking at who is available, I trust Doug on that. He's seen him play more than I have. Plus, there wasn't a, a lot of good options there, so we kind of rolled the dice, or didn't roll the dice. We went with kind of what we knew, and we probably had a little bit of an advantage there compared to other teams. Ty, what are your thoughts on the Nordiques right now? I don't, I just don't see it. I mean, I like, I actually like, <laughs> I I honestly think there's going to be a race sinking rock to the bottom between them, the Seals, and uh, the Tigers. I I just don't see what everyone else sees on that team. It's I, I see, I like Shepard and Hawk. I like those picks. I think the Drake one's good from what everyone heard. I did not see the him, dude but I see I see after they're like probably like one and four to start the year. I think Sugar and Chris Taylor and Peso and McShannick all just just get in a huge fight in the locker room, <laughs> blood everywhere. Then I I mean I think Dragger's kind of Dragger's gonna have a tough. I mean he's coming back from injury, and. It's gonna it's gonna be tough. I, so I actually I Coner's good. Shepard I like the six six seven, and probably the Drake from what I've heard. But uh, one stuff. But I just don't see the chemistry on this team. And once it goes down, and the D, I mean they're gonna be racing to the bottom with, um, with the Seals and the Tigers. From what I've seen from Drake Braun, honestly, he probably could have gone where Sugar went, and Sugar could have swapped with him. Like he could have been a first yeah. round talent. So I mean that's the so one like, factor I haven't I, seen. For me, like if you put Sugar with another first rounder, it's like doing the Shawnee Fister thing, Batman Robin thing again. And Sugar's on another team then at that point where he's not like like when the Deeks won the cup two years ago, like two years ago, and it was yeah. Proctor, Sugar, and, and and Monet on there, like and Peso on there. Sugar didn't have to be the main man, and he probably played his arguably his best season of hockey in Monday Night Lights. Yeah. He's kind of sought in to be the main man, but if he's paired with like, you know, Federoff Eisenman or like you're with your best buddy, like two best yeah. of friends, like you're like Robin Big, he's good to go. I mean, if Drake yeah. Braun's playing with him, I mean, Sugar doesn't have to snipe all the time because I mean Braun's shot was fantastic. I mean, he beat Cam a couple times. I was like, whoa, we're this guy can actually shoot. He's like a a top level shooter probably in this league. I yeah. was I was kind of expecting the SEALs to take uh Braun with uh their second round pick there. So I was kind of surprised mm-hmm. with that. I mean Serta 
you know, we know what he is. He's a proven talent type of thing. Mm-hmm. I do think they're kind of different players. It is sometimes hard to pick a guy based on one skate, mm-hmm. but it would have, I would have not said it was a bad pick if they would have went with uh, Drake at that, you know, first pick in the second round. Especially because he's more of a complimentary player to what Shawnee does, whereas Serta kind of does what Shawnee does in a sense. He's probably has more, a little bit more goal production at times, or maybe a little bit less assists here or there. But in my mind, they're both kind of a similar kind of vein of players with a two way, like, playmaking forward that will open up space for for other players to score but if they have to score they can oh and i know troy he was you know hearing the rumors before we actually saw him skate they i knew in my mind i was like he's going drake no matter what and then i think once we saw him skate he's just like deflated he's like man he's not gonna be there he, he gave up on that right away because he was like the, i think he was like the seals are gonna take him if not he's going to the deeks next so yeah wasn't I, surprised I was surprised there. that i i I was surprised Todd didn't take Drake just for the fact I didn't see him, but I, the way he hyped him and I, I got, I didn't sense that it was like a big bluff or something like, cause I thought he really was. And there was no risk of him blowing cover. And I thought it was free to be his pick. And uh, I was surprised. And just cause, and to take Serta now Serta's the old guard. Serta's not, it's not a sexy pick. It's Serta and the whalers. You can't get more boring than that. And Serta will come in there and be like the third GM because when it, you know he's a Serta is not afraid to share his opinion, and not that that's a bad thing, but he's like you now you got another chef in the you know too many cooks too many cooks in the too kitchen many cooks yeah so I I mean I thought I thought Whoop was gonna try to be exciting because he likes Whoop's known to like if he feels it he'll he's not afraid to go on a limb like he's mm-hmm. he's made some amazing draft picks in the past and I give Dylan him credit last I think year. he yeah. I think he kind of went boring and i don't know if he was just shell shocked still from game three but i i was shocked that he just didn't go go for the excitement he just kind of went with serta it's serta's kind of boring it's definitely pundit arguable between who you ask in the league but arguably the best drafter in the league like drafting talent like finding people in the rough thank you is between definitely not you you guys draft i was about to say i'm sorry you're about to hear the paradox of that (laughs) is it's 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 either it's probably whoop and skillman I mean, Skillman's only played one season, so he doesn't have a track record. But um, being able to find guys that are like, like drafting guys that are great players that play above their value. Whoop, like you said, he found Dylan last year. Um, the year before that, he uh, drafted uh, Aaron Riley. They got or two years before that, he got to the keg. I mean, he takes flyers on people that people don't expect. And this year, he kind of his biggest flyer was Chad. So um, actually, his biggest flyer I thought was Ryan Z. Actually, that's the biggest flyer I thought he took because. Um, Arguably, some of the goalies they brought in the league this year that you know a lot of people didn't get to see um, or only saw once it could have been better than Ryan Z. But like he said, he's a goalie whisperer, so we'll see if he can whisper into sweet nothings into Ryan Z's ear. So, Hedda, since you're the the non GM of the group, I'm going to ask you these questions, and Ty can give his thoughts if you want to afterwards. Yes, please do, because I like hearing Ty's. Ty's got hot takes. So, with the draft, what team did the worst? Ooh, they're not going to like, I, I don't want to do pop necessarily. No, unless well, yeah. you want to do power rankings. I was just going to do best and worst no. unless you have power rankings. No, we'll I, go with I, the worst. I feel like they're going to hate me for saying this, but um, for me, the worst team in the draft is probably the seals. I just, I don't, they don't have a lot of flexibility for me. Um, if Chad doesn't work out a D, I mean, who's Who are they going to put back there in a the second line? And like, not to say that whoops an anchor. Cause he's not, he's getting better. He's been losing weight, but um. There's other defensemen available where Leroy was. Um, they could have drafted. I mean, I know Leroy's a, a you know a solid player and he fits like whoop style, but they could have gone a different route after seeing you know what did or didn't work last year. 
I thought the Ryan Z pick was a little bit of a reach. For me, the Seals are kind of on the bottom. The team that's slightly above them that edged them out in the draft just because they don't have the flexibility. They don't have flexibility just like the Seals, but I kind of like the we've seen the pairings work before on other teams as the North Stars. I feel like you guys, uh, you guys have some synergies within your locker room that you've played out before in other seasons. I mean, Ben and Pete together, the Tigers closing four games in the season, like when Matt Terry can play like the last four games. Pete played like three out of those four games and Ben was his winger. And guess what we did? We won through all three of those. So it's pretty evident that Pete and Ben can work really well together. Sikorsky, you know what you have there. He played with, uh, really well, really well. Um, it's kind of like a poor man's maybe poor man's speedier version of Mar of Marvin, I guess. So, I mean, you can plug him in there. So uh, for me, the, the, but uh, the big question is on defense. So, I mean, like there, you guys are barely above the, above the seals there for me, for your team, but, uh, teams that won the draft for me, um, that just, Knocked out of the park, easy peasy, squeeze, lemon squeezy. Uh, the Maroons, you guys, I love your roster. Um, you have a lot of flexibility. You don't have to make trades if you don't want to, but if you do make trades, tons of value because the players you guys got can play are flexible, can play forward and or defense, and are generally guys that have you know upswing. I mean, everyone would love to have Allen Z in their team. If you were like to the North Stars right now, like, oh, we need to get a defenseman. You want to trade for Allen Z? Yeah, Allen Z, I like him out D. Like people would, you know, people might go out of the way to rocket of a trade. shot. That's fair. Um, another Rocket of a shot and hearing it. That's true. Has he scored one yet? Uh, no, because you can read it. But if he starts doing more snapshots, he'll start going more goals right. in the net. Um, another team that did fantastically well, I think all three of us touched on it, was uh, was the Nordiques. Uh, the Nordiques definitely knocked it out of the park. The only big question back there is Sam. I guess on goalie because no one's really seen him play that much. Um, and whether Chris Taylor is going to be a center to start the season or on defense. For me... I would just go full power mode. I'd put Chris Taylor on the second line and recreate like a metaphorical parallel of the North Stars this year where your second line is almost as good as your, if not better than your first line. You only have one bender in the top and then you just steam run, you steamroll teams with fantastic, you know, middle set center, top triangle presence in the neutral zone. Your D just has to make simple passes and get, dig the puck out of the corners. And I mean, they can do that. Shepard can do that. So uh, X Factor team for me is kind of... Uh, the Tigers um, Tigers definitely uh, they have some weak spots in their team, but they also have a dynamite first line and uh, Skillman can definitely play uh, play fantastic on that second line center role uh, with Pellet. I know Pellet doesn't score a lot, but he's got great hockey IQ. Um, so and then I guess like the other two teams that were pretty, pretty that did well, I would put the Americans above the Whalers there. I probably put the uh, the Whalers below the Tigers and then the Americans above the above the the Tigers, just because defensively they're more more stout. Any uh, final thoughts from you on the draft, Ty? Um, I mean, I think I I just like our love our balance. I think we're gonna probably be an easy first. I think we're gonna tinker all year long and kind of just feel it out and try to peak towards the end. I hope we don't have one of those years where we just win the presidents and then fizzle out at the end. But so, and then. I mean, I think the Americans will hang or not Americans, the Maroons, sorry. Maroons will hang on just for the Proctor factor. And, you know, he will, they'll probably come in second and I think they'll be battling. I think they'll be battling. Oh God, I'm going to see the Whalers. I, I think the Whalers, the Whalers and the Maroons will battle for second place for the bye. And then as far as the rest of the, the other teams, I think it's, I honestly think it's a race to the bottom. I just don't, see them win any of them winning many games those four those five those four is the seals 
who we got seals deeks i tigers and what's the other one americans i don't see it i i don't see good teams i don't see good chemistry i don't I just don't see it happening. I think they're going to lose a lot of games. I think it's always going to be about the Whaler. The Whalers have Matt Taylor will will them. You saw how passionate he was on Slack that one day saying, and I believe him. I think he's pissed off. I don't think it's going to lead to anything in the playoffs, but I'm sorry. So I think it's North Stars, Maroons, and Whalers battling for that second spot, and then everyone, those bottom four are just going to struggle. So to wrap things up, a few things just to – let people know, uh, you know, obviously with Hazel Park is uh, still closed. Viking Ice Arena is still closed right now. Uh, Troy is currently open. Uh, been trying to get some times. They've mostly been coming on Fridays. Been trying to get teams to fill them out. There hasn't been an official preseason schedule because of that. Um, it's been tough, you know. Obviously, people go up north, things like that on a Friday. So we've been doing our best to fill those in coming along. Uh, usually the opening day of, uh, Monday night lights is the Monday after Labor Day. Obviously that's kind of a to be determined thing as well, based on if Hazel Park is open or not. Hopefully things will be going in the right direction and those will open up, uh, on time for that. If not, things could be delayed a little bit as well. So, um, besides that, you know, doing the podcast, not sure if the podcast is going to be weekly this year. So it's tough. What? I mean, it's way better. Like, I, I don't even feel like I'm in the mode now. I, I feel like I always have to have a game that just happened fresh in your mind. The emotions are still there, whether I normally it's after a win. I'm just feeling like, wow, we just did it again. We we're, we kept, we're keeping that best record at MNL going. But I just like I just love it after a game like even today. I'm late, but and I'm not the draft expert like that's more. I feel like I'm not the best for a draft analysis. you're not the draft expert but you uh, took over the draft for the north stars i guess that's why i know players no i know players i'm not good at like the trades and the numbers troy just puts a bunch troy's like puts like a or b a or b a or b over and over again to me and i just eat like a monkey <laughs> <laughs> so and i am good at picking the good one but I don't have any desire because there's just too, he does too much of it. So it's just like, what am I going to do? Um, I'm going to give it's, you your uh, other hundred mock drafts and fucking try to overtake. So uh, I, it's a good team. It's a good, it's, we work well together. We both specialize in our own things. I love that. Uh, Troy puts all his effort into like the Taylor Tinker soldier spy. Like, you know, we can get dive in the weeds to like, get his team perfect. And arguably of like the autos between you and like, and like whoop and actually in the league, Troy and you guys, you guys draft, pretty terrible like you guys have had one well, year how were you drafted how do are we 52 and whatever that record because is i'm getting so to that i'm horrible. getting to that sweet baby jesus okay um <laughs> baby jesus yeah besides that one year i think it was year two of when you guys like had this longest monday night like win streak whatever ever and americans yeah. ended up winning blah 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 and uh that year you guys drafted well but since then i mean i feel like every year you've made a trade haven't you that's where you guys excel the first year we did not were you in the finals the first year no, but we well, that's, the, okay. we, we bad, we're the only team that could possibly be Proctor that year. Okay. We beat them, had a winning record against them, and just didn't get to the Whalers. Okay, did you did you trade not this season, but the season prior to when you played against the Nordiques in the the finals? The house year, I didn't even play. I didn't see the puck the whole year. I didn't even get one pass. So did they, did they trade anybody that year? I don't care anything. I don't care about but the that, North Stars. But that's my point. So my point is that the North Stars are, are good. I'm excellent at even at trading. You guys make 
trades work in your favor and then you kind of flip your roster around and you and that's how you kind of yeah i don't think out. we did trades we did the big trade the we did the trade before the draft so i don't know if that counts with your theory so anyways back what i was we saying gave them sugar and proctor back yeah. back what i was saying is i don't know if there's going to be a podcast every week with last year i had to do it every week not everybody else had us you did it probably more than anybody else but, but you still, have to drive the least not every distance week. It, it's still it's still it's a lot still, of work yeah there are and this has this has nothing to being a GM or not. I still want to do it, still help out. You know, could be a thing as I know in the past. Dylan was talking about him and Dave P trying to do it. Maybe there's a rotation. There's not a possibility there. Zero. I'm, I'm reaching there out to lot. my Ivory Tower members right now. Get Piercy out of the Ivory Tower, back where he belongs, full time host of the thing. Let's go. Reconsider. I take back my vote right now. Fuck him. He's ditching the podcast because he's a mid macho Ivory Tower guy. Please. <laughs> I'm calling out everyone immediate vote. As soon as this is over. Hey, there could even be other options. It could be, obviously we don't have a lot of faith in Dylan and Dave P because they were talking for months about doing summer ones during or COVID ones, or it could even be a fact if someone kind of wants to take over the hosting duties and still doing it here. A lot of the trouble for me is trying to plan stuff during the day, find co-hosts, all that other stuff that I don't necessarily have time to do every week. So if someone's interested in hosting it, even here, let me know and I'll do more of a producer role and let them kind of take control of that as well because I do think it's fun for the league as well. I just wanted to throw it out there to other people as well. That could be a good thing just because it is hard to find people to come in every week, try to do the format, make sure I'm updating all the stats, everything else, where if there's someone that wants to take over that as well, that could be something to help it go every week. So I think just we so can something come, if you're interested, let me know. And I mean, I, I think we can always find a host. I think a lot of people don't try to help out because like I've wanted to come on a couple times. I thought this is a good day, but I'm like, I get the pure CO too many North stars. We don't want good ratings. We don't want views on YouTube. He's the YouTube leader. We don't want him. We want to get somebody who will talk and babble on and, and keep it cozy and vanilla for everyone and not say bad things about people. Hey, but, hey, look, I had a I had a chocolate swirl episode. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you how good that went. <laughs> I, I don't know. I could easily help to get get four people as easy, but it's always I always felt like there's this Piercy's eyes looking down on who you <sighs> I'm I, I always judge you on everything you do in lifetime. Everyone. And most of the time you disappoint me, I'm not gonna lie. But uh every once in a while you come through. Like Sorry. you're like your voicemails. Those are classic. Thank it's you. your strong point in your life. Thank you. Sorry, Dad. Point of view again. <laughs> but yeah, if you have any in, you know interest in that, reach out to me. Let me know. We can work something out as well. If not, you know, maybe bi-weekly, monthly, maybe monthly. Maybe it's changing the day every couple of weeks. Like if it's on a Saturday during the day or something. Just sometimes it's tough. Every Tuesday, essentially playing hockey. Monday podcast. Tuesday, Wednesday hockey. Friday hockey. Yeah. It's just it's a very Big schedule outside of like I see that. I'd like I, to find a wife eventually. Of course, rigid. right now it's not the oh, best time. Oof, but. oof. dude, just Da-na-na, don't worry Da-na-na. about Da-na-na. it. You're not missing out on anything except for children. I'm not you missing can do out that. on that one. You can do that on your own. But no, I, I still think you're missing out when you have the, the raw emotion of the next day. I think is the best. But that if you have to do a different day, you have to hey, do it can be switched around. It's just like I said. There's a lot to it on top of it that I don't necessarily have time to do it every week in and out and this is nothing to do with being a gm or not like it was just it was almost like last year by the end of the year i was getting very burnt out and it was just like i gotta complete the whole season every week type of <laughs> thing of just like i have to do it i feel like it committed we're doing it getting it done type gotcha. of thing so any interest let me know besides that 
Anything else anybody has right now? Uh, I would like to, uh, whenever we do the next podcast, we'll, there are some uh, rumors that most of the jerseys have been uh, provided as images, PNGs, files to most of the teams. And I think there's been probably 20 or so people, individuals in the league that actually have seen all the jerseys. Um, next next pod, uh, definitely think we're going to have a jerseys ranking, uh, including that, whatever that will be. Um, definitely going to have to touch on some of the first scrimmages. I know that Sam hasn't been seen yet by anybody else. Word on the street is uh, next time the Seals might get in or the Tigers might get in, they might be using uh, Sam as the goalie if, can't, if Claus can't make it um, or maybe Ryan Allen's buddy. Uh, there's a couple of different things we can talk on in the next pod. So yeah. That's an interesting thing. Part of it was in the Ivory Tower was Troy was like, I got ice time here and here. Like the first teams that can make it happen, do it. And it's just like, you know, there's some people that are, you know, rookies that are new to Slack. They don't know what's going on. There's a lot of people that actually have a life outside of this, unlike us who don't pay attention to Slack as much where you're just like, Hey channel, who wants to play? And you know, you get your first four or five people are like, boom, boom, boom. And then all of a sudden another team's like, Oh yeah, we got eight already. You guys are in. It's just like, darn it. Yeah. So, uh, no, I, I'm looking forward to the season. I, I pray to God that we just, we get to play it. I would like to have a year of less injuries. Um, I just would like everyone to just kind of regroup. Not, kill each other not i mean i think it was a peaceful year i just can't believe how many injuries there are year in in a season it's just uh, it bugs me i mean i used to run over people year one and i stopped and uh, and when i see matt taylor come on that's the one thing that to be if i'm perfectly honest at that sparks me like so he's never on slack and then he just comes on and says and i heard rumors that he's gonna kick everyone's ass and and he's a very physical young player and and i just I, I, if he was on there all the time, Joe, you know, being cocky, I guess I'd be, uh, take it a little better, but he just comes on and he's just very aggressive. And I just, we all want to win. We all want to play hard, but I just want, I, I don't want to see a bunch of injuries and I don't like that coming in. He's already a physical guy and say, I've heard the rumors that he said that he was going to, you know, take, kick everyone's ass and things, stuff like that. And I don't know. I just want to start, have a good fun season and the key is on fun and getting a little exercise and just letting the North stars win. Just let us win. Yeah, as long, don't as hurt long the as old Pete, guys. As long as Pete can do the Greek uh, freak thing and uh, beat on people's sticks and arms. No, I try like, to, it's legal I, with everywhere I, else. you can, you can ask Pete, you can ask, tell I call Pete when he's a North star as, as calm as he is on any team. Like, I don't like Pete has a level, but I think he's, I think he's toned it down. And I try to keep him calm because I think and try to get him to play just nice old man, clean hockey. He's got a, obviously an intensity level. Like when we, when I walked up to the game three, oh my God, do you see Dylan there sitting on his lazy boy meditating or whatever he made his man-made lazy boy. And then Pete was, he was pacing the whole building. I'm like, give me my vodka and my iced tea. This, these guys are stressing me out. The goalie for the seals is meditating. Pete's pacing the place. Pete has an intensity level, and he sometimes doesn't realize how strong he is on his skates. But I think when he's a North Star, he's in his best mode available. And and I just hope everyone kind of just does it. Okay. Yeah, I don't think anybody's looking for injuries. I think that's just people wanting to win. I think everybody wants everybody to be safe, have a good time. You know, hopefully the season will start on time. But besides that, I think we are over. Later. Cheers. Facts. Facts.